welcome to Experiencing Consciousness. My name is Jan Libra. And I'm Dr. Catherine Rossi. We're happy you're here. Hi, everyone. I'm here today with Dr. Catherine Rossi. My name is Jan Libra. And together, we're going to provide you today with another episode of our podcast. And together, we're going to be talking today about the ultradian rhythm, the most basic rhythms that underline all of human life, and so underlying biology for a lot of processes that we're going to be talking in the future, and underlying process for looking for comfort, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's good to know that we fit into nature. We as humans fit into nature and that there's a biology that underlies everything that we do. So often we're just thinking, thinking, you know, so it's this linear process. But when you look at the proportion of your head to the rest of your body, there's a lot of real estate below your below your head. And that's where the biological processes are really generating from that then, you know, translate into the neurons. It's interesting, isn't it, Jan? Of course. They are actually translated into multiple levels of human existence, right? Absolutely. And so the more that we can appreciate that, that uh, there's a simplicity and a complexity at the same time. That, um, that you didn't even mention how it goes down to the, uh, in the, the genomic level in every individual cell of our body. So it can be as complex as you want to conceive it. It can also be really simple. But we're, we're going to offer the building blocks today so that you can easily take in the concepts. Great. So what's the what's so what's the basics? What's the you know what's the most important thing that if I want to understand that, assuming that I know nothing, for example, and I want to understand those difficult concepts, uh, what what's the basic that I need to know? Oh, you're gonna love this. First of all, there's a day, and the day as we conceive it is about 24 hours. You know, depending. Um, depending if you're in trance or if you're not in trance, that you know that that's that time distortion thing that I really enjoy talking about. But for the sake of clarity, so there's 24 hours in a day. And how is that 24 hours broken up? Roughly, it's broken up into, into two hour units of work, whether you're asleep or whether you're awake. Because we are flexible as human beings, this unit of work in the morning, it might be like three hours. In the evening when you're more tired, the unit of work might be for 45 minutes, for instance. So the beauty is there's great flexibility with it. But within each of these, we'll, we'll just call them the two hours, you know, the 120 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, within each one of them, there's an opportunity to actually get something done. That's what a unit of work is considered to be. So, we, so you figure that that's 12 times a day that you have an opportunity to make a positive change in your life. In an effective way. 
uh, in an active way, uh, in a passive way, <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we like to think of when someone comes in for a psychotherapy session, we really want them to get something that they really need, don't we? That would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, when you can, can understand what's involved in one of these units of work, and of course, in psychotherapy, it's going to be a focused attention. And so, and, and expectancy too. People come in and they expect something to happen, that uh, a resolution of a problem or at least a direction to that. So when you can recognize that within this, well, you know, this two-hour cycle, um, uh, 90 minutes to 120 is that there's an active phase and then there's a rest phase with it. So when you start doing the math and if you say, okay, you know, well, let's just call it a 90 minute session. Well, the first 45 minutes, there's going to be a lot of activity, isn't there? And so when you are, uh, when a person is active in working with, with their issue, that there's um, uh, superimposed on that is the four stage creative cycle that dovetails with the biology. And so like when most people, when they get up in the morning, they get up and out of bed, they're active, they're doing this, they're doing that. And then after about an hour and a half or so, they need to just sit down and regroup again. I think most people experience that. It's not that you can just be hard driving and going all the time. You stop, you have a cup of coffee, you, you know, use the restroom, like, you know, anything like that where you're having a break. Yeah, people actually, you know, uh, in, in a similar way, people actually uh, walk outside from like their job environment, have a, to, to have a cigarette or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so when, when people do that, they're taking a break. You know, that, that um, of course, I don't advocate smoking for other reasons, but what it's really good for, and what I've noticed over the years, is people that, that take that smoke break, that they're actually having a break, that this, the cigarette is not as important as they're going out and they're having a break, they're having a change of pace. Yeah. And so you've got the activity, and then you've got the rest. And so, so that's the general framework. Now within that is the four stage creative cycle. And this is where it becomes valuable of how you get something done and particularly in the form of psychotherapy. So a person comes in for therapy and they have a question, a problem, a concern, you know, I mean, this sort of thing. And, uh, you know, or, or, you know, really what, what they're wondering about. And so that's stage one. Like, you know, what's the problem? What's the issue? Stage two is when you wrestle with that, you know, and so, uh, and, and there's ups and downs with all of this. It's not straight up and straight down. There's this wave nature of consciousness as you're uh, experiencing on many levels what the, um, how you're going to be looking at this problem. So, you know, you might be looking at the problem, you know, with your mind, with your linear mind of, well, this is the history of the problem. And I can say the words that are the history of the problem. 
another thing that's going on is there's emotional reactions to that. And many people, when they go into the emotional reactions to that, that's all they can experience is the emotional reaction. And, you know, that's really good. So you're experiencing it, um, you know, really on a somatic terms. But in, in going through the, uh, really the discomfort of looking at all of that. And so that's, uh, sometimes we refer to that as the dark night of the soul. And um, you need courage to just stay with it, just stay with it, because nobody solved a problem that didn't face a problem, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you can stay with the problem, and it might be that you get an experience like, oh, well, I could do this, or uh, my emotions have relaxed now. I feel better, I don't know why, or I see an image. Like, you know, it, it may be with words, it may be with an image, it may just be a physical sensation of when your body is going into the, the aha, I think I might get it. And that's the beginning of the relaxation phase. And um, in therapeutically, it's probably the most important time for the therapist to ratify this new experience, this new learning. It's like when you plant a seed and it just begins to sprout, it's really tender. And so, um, and it's also sometimes, you know, it's hard for the client to believe that there's something positive, that there's a new direction. And so to help them to stay with it, it's like, yeah, just, you know, just be quiet, go with that, see what comes next and whatnot. And then um, once the stage three is there, then the stage four is when um, you kind of figure out, well, what am I gonna do with this? I mean, how am I gonna put this into daily life? Is this something that's valuable or do I just have a tiny piece? And I wonder in the next Ultradian, if I'll get another piece and another piece, or will it be when I go to sleep at night and I'm going to go through probably three Ultradians at least. And will there be some answers? You know, many people say I'm much wiser in the morning than I was when I went to sleep. After having so much work done during dreaming unconsciously. Mm -hmm. Because throughout the day and night, you go through this biologically uh, supported process of becoming is this making sense to you uh -huh. yeah i'm just thinking about you know uh, when you talk about it i'm asking myself a question concerning our previous podcast i'm thinking about so where actually this comfort the, that comfort comes from and you no know, when we are talking about the active phase and then when it goes down what, what actually goes down? What's, what's going on behind all that? You know, there's a, an hour and a half or two. And how would, how would we describe biologically speaking, you know, metaphorically speaking? Um, we, know, we know from the standpoint of the four creative process, which by the way, we'll be referring more in next podcast, I think, uh, and developing that important framework more so that people so that people that are listening us now so that all of you can understand it better 
but uh, so, so we know a bit how it works in terms of four stage creative process and i'm thinking what is that biological underpinning when we are talking about you know the increase and the decrease what actually increases and decreases in that time framework well there's different releases of hormones mm -hmm. you know when you when you look at it just just from that particular point of view um that when you're in an active phase um you know you might be experiencing cortisol for instance you know it might be an adrenaline like you know if you're really 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 active and when you're under the influence of hormones i kind of like that description to be under the influence of hormones you know that you go into like a different state of mind you know, uh, um, to me, it's like a different state of consciousness. And uh, often that's a state dependent place that, the, that the, the hormones and the rush brings you into that place. And then there's certain memories and experiences that can come up with that. And um, so it's your, your body wants you to be active to solve the problem. And so um, there's many, many things that go on with that. From a physical perspective, the way a person is breathing changes. You know, that's a minimal cue that I am constantly looking for is what's happening with the person's breath. And then I know what stage they are in the, in the creative cycle. I know if they're in stage one, two, three, or four, generally speaking, by their breath. Minimal cues is another thing we'll get to in time. But the, um, uh, that, that as you're going through this active kind of phase, one of the things we talked about in the previous podcast is to have that, that grounding, the, uh, the way that there's some part of you that can continue to be in comfort. So when that happens, then you have the courage to keep going. Mm -hmm. So um, what's happening on a cellular level? Well, there's, there's uh, you know, every second of the day, you have opportunities for genes to turn on and off um, when, when you're um, just generally going through life. But when you're really looking for a change, there's a lot of, of uh, genomics that are involved in it. And that we've begun studies that take a look at well, what genes are being expressed and how can you tell if you're being really effective, if you're really getting something done. And of course that can be get real complicated real fast, but just in, in knowing that there's this physical cascade that's causing you to be active so you, that you can you know, work towards that problem. Now, you know, whether it's uh, the, the, the hormones, they, they are only active, like heavily active for a limited period of time. Mm -hmm. You know, in um, like when the saber-toothed tiger is chasing you, you need to have adrenaline running through your system so that you could get the heck out of there. But it's going to be a time-limited thing. So when that hormone initial reaction is done, you're automatically gonna go into a rest phase. And then other things turn on, you know, other um, hormones turn on and whatnot. So, um, so it's, uh, the, the saying is whatever goes up must come down. Mm -hmm. 
And that can that knowledge can be so comforting to people when they're going into that active phase, and particularly with trauma. So I think that um, that uh, along the lines of all of this, and just understanding that there is this wave nature of consciousness, and when you're on the rise, um, certain hormones turn on and whatnot. Um, and then when you're on the downward relaxation time, other ones turn on. So it's all beautiful because it's time limited. And that's why we have to capture it in the moment. And in my opinion, you know, to be fearless, to go to where it is that you need to go so that you can get something done, that you can solve a problem and I look for it every single time. I look for the single session cure. Now, maybe that doesn't happen, but I always look for it. It's like, is this gonna be the iteration? Is this gonna be the time of going through this cycle that you break through? And that the cascade of genes that turn on, that restructure the, the neurons in your brain, is that going to happen? Is it going to break old cycles and allow new to happen? And um, it, the way that the client experiences it really is subjectively. Is they say, you know what? I got it. This time I got it. And then you try to help them keep it and not throw it away. And facilitate that process. Yes. Yes. So they're going to experience that as some kind of insights and new novel, novel things coming in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, and sometimes it's, um, it's a confirmation. Like, you know, it, it, um, it, it might not be a brand new insight, but it's a confirmation of, you know what? That's right. That's what I've been thinking about when I wake up first thing in the morning. You know, that this is the direction that I'm moving in and I'm going to let go of this old thing that doesn't work for me anymore because I've tried it on, you know, a thousand times and it's not working. And you know what? I'm ready to let it go. And what happens in the lower phase is this th th this is actually the phase where people can get a bit more comfortable right oh absolutely well and it happens more or less all by itself isn't that the beauty you don't have to work towards comfort you just have to receive it mm -hmm. so um uh and recognize it and then don't fight it. It's like your body's going to comfort, say thank you. Not the, oh, what if I, if I can only stay in this, you know, this tense place for this much longer, maybe, you know, maybe it'll work. Give me more, you know, give when, me more. Hit it, hit it. And then. Yeah, right. You know, uh, when, when really, if you're just going with nature and nature says, you know what, you've done enough for now. You know, and then it can go into your, um, conscious mind it can go into your unconscious mind for more work it continues moving 
And there's the iterations of like, when you think about learning a language, how many times do you have to hear a certain word before you get the full meaning of the word? So you, you kind of, even if you're not strictly paying attention to it consciously, is going on in the back of your, of your mind searching for resolution. Unconsciously. Yeah, you know, or subconsciously, unconsciously. And then, I mean, I love the multiple layers of consciousness. And so it's like, well, which one is it dancing around in now? It sounds, you know, it's so, it's so interesting and fascinating that generally all the time, everything that we do ha has its conscious, unconscious, subconscious elements and kind of everything is twin interconnected, intertwined together and works in some manner to, for, for our benefits, I believe. Isn't it? And what's numinous with that is when you get these windows into discovery of, oh, well, that's what's been going on in the back of my mind or my unconscious or my, you know, subconscious mind. And just allowing it to surface with the fascination of, I wonder what's going to come next. So... Uh, if if we if we were to summarize, uh, the first advice for people if they are looking for comfort would be uh, just uh, pay attention to your body because it's somewhere in there and it has its physiological basis. So even if you are not in a comfort night right now, after some after a while when it's gonna come down it's gonna come if you accept it mm -hmm. you look for it mm -hmm. you look for it and then um i mean i have a wonderful saying it's just say thank you like you know when it's coming just say thank you and how you really find it is you tune in with sensitivity mm -hmm. and you simply wonder if it's there so the least amount of effort is your friend mm -hmm. so with this. For people who just who are just now sitting in the front of their uh, monitors or speakers and saying to themselves, "Yeah, sure, right," tuning into yourself. Uh, if you want, you can tune into yourself. I don't have any comfort in myself. We can t tell. We can say to them. Uh, don't be afraid we're gonna show you how to do it i'm thinking about maybe you know maybe we could do, in the future do a demonstration of how to do it well let me ask you a quick question uh -huh. where do you feel comfort in your body right now jan ah damn it let me i know this let is a me, tough one let me check <laughs> that let me sit more comfortably now <laughs> okay now, actually, I'm cheating because I'm readjusting myself to sit more comfortable. That's not cheating. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> let me think. Let see. Let me focus. Closing my yeah, eyes. Yeah, you just you just tune in and you simply wonder. When I go, you know, from the 
from from the tip of my head when i go down i feel a slight pain in here so that's interesting however right behind it there's a spot where i feel some space and that wow the, and that that's more comfortable and when i focus those you feel two, space yeah and when i focus on those those two actually blend one you know one into another and it alters and when i go well, when i go even deeper let me know. so that's one so while you're doing that you do that and i'm going to speak for just a moment but you don't don't need to pay attention so this is a really great example i put him on the spot didn't i and i asked him to just tune in sensitively and and he got a big surprise that first of all he had he had tension above his eyes almost like a headache but I find it completely surprising, I'm sure you do too, that he found a space behind that. And that space was comfortable. And now he's on this journey of just watching what happens next. He's not trying to facilitate anything. And you can see just by looking at him, that there is, um, he's very quiet, he's very still. And this is a real um, sign of going into trance and going, in this case, into the best of themselves. He doesn't have to go into any problem solving right now. He's just receiving. Yeah. And I actually found out that my jaw was very tensed and uh, so I kind of relaxed it automatically to to to, to check mm -hmm. there's a difference now and isn't that wonderful so I as a therapist how would I be wise enough to say Okay, Jan, I want you to go directly to your jaw and I want you to do various things. No, he has the wisdom to go there himself. He's just experiencing it. And in his case, he set it up to go from like the top down. There's people that they go from the bottom up or they go sideways or diagonally. But that's in the individual's wisdom of what's good for them at the time. And you saw just a moment ago, there was a really quiet nod, as in, that's right. And I want to point out to those that are watching or listening, is that this entire thing of Jan going into finding his comfort has, has been three minutes. I mean, isn't that a miracle? It doesn't take hardly any time at all to just tune in with sensitivity. The funny thing is that when I tune into my body and I found that comfort, I also um, 
feel a lot of emotions, you know, some of them better, some of them more difficult, but there they are. Absolutely. And so all you do is to let come up what comes up. And of course, you know, if we weren't in a podcast, I would be saying, well, what about this? And what about that? I'd be encouraging you, you know, to, for you to go into those. But um, I don't think that the, well, maybe the listeners would be interested in that, but I think that's kind of personal. They would go, they, 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 they would go, go on, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I know they would. It's like, oh yeah, doctor, you know, we want to see the, we want to see this psychotherapy. But, you know, um, I don't have any agreement with Jan to do anything like that. And I would not ask him when he's in the midst of trance. Mm -hmm. You know, one has to be respectful. This is what ethics are all about. This is also about comfort, right? It is about comfort. You are taking care of my comfort, my feeling safe. Absolutely. Well, if you can't trust me, why would you go any place with me? Exactly. <laughs> Especially when my unconscious starts to work on something, it needs that trust and comfort, right? Well, it needs it needs the trust, the trust, um, and that the trust can even be such that you could go into a very uncomfortable place. Yeah. But for now, you're, ex you're, you're experiencing comfort. Exactly. And, um, and I know it, that it's quite late in the evening where, where, where you are right now. And so I know before too long, you're going to crawl into bed and you're going to go to sleep. And I have every single faith that through the night, in the ultradian rhythms that you experience, whatever it is that's coming up for you is gonna start its working out. Mm. And then you wake up in the morning and you tune in, like, did I have any dreams? It's okay if you don't have any dreams in the night. Then you tune in to your early morning thoughts. What's the first thing that comes to mind? And so you don't rush out of bed. You just stay with where, what's my growing edge? What was this that I experienced? These emotions, some of them comfortable, some of them not. Hmm. What's the most important thing that comes out of it? That's the question. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, um, and this was something that Ernie and I did every single day. This is wake up in the morning and, to tune into our dreams and our early morning thoughts. And they were the direction for our growing consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I think that this is a, a really a, a lovely experience of um, just, just plain tuning in. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> yes. And now, you know, you saw that he took a different breath and he's kind of, he's, he's, he's not, you know, he was almost catatonic. Now he's moving around. So naturally you're coming out of it. And I want you to notice, I never said to close your eyes. You did that all by yourself. 
And when you open them, I'm not telling you to do that. You do that all by yourself. Mm -hmm. So as, as you know, I mean, Jan is my friend, but in this moment, you know, I'm in the therapeutic modality, but you can see that I'm not stressed at all. I know he's, he's got this taken care of. And my job is to support the process and to recognize. And so, um, you know, you did go into the stage one, can I go into comfort? Uh -huh. You went into the stage two of, oh, gosh, there's, there's like a kind of a headache here. Yeah. And then emotions, some of them positive, some of them not. And then as you come out spontaneously on your own, it's like, oh, well, I have this direction of, um, I know I'm going to go to sleep tonight. And I'm so curious about what's going to come out tomorrow morning. Now, is there a stage four here? Oh, no, no, not at all. Not meant to be. You know, you don't have to do all of them all the time. Your stage four is likely to be when you wake up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. it, it can it can it can be pro prolonged. You know, the pro the process may take some more time than just one ultradian uh, ninety mm -hmm. to and ninety minutes. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh -huh. But you know, it's it's the the naturalness of um, like anyone that was can can see you, they would notice is very different changes in your face difference in the colors on your skin even mm -hmm. that um that there's no one that would deny that you went through something that was a valuable process for you and that's the another real axiom of how i work is it's real it's not artificial we're not going to pretend to do anything it's going to be real and so you know, it takes the period of time that it takes. But how are you feeling now, Jan? Cool. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> now I noticed that there is a, that, that my camera is not, sh the, the, the sharpness of the picture is, do, do you see me, do, do, can you see me very, pretty sharp or not so much? Um, oh, it's fine. It's fine. You could, you could, it could be a little bit more clear, yeah, but that's I okay. It, I think it went into a trance with me. Let me just try. <laughs> you know, but we, we, we do the best that we can do. And I think that for those that are listening, that you never know what we're going to do next is that this is, this is not like, you know, uh, we're going with what's happening in the moment. And that all of these things, we're talking about the biology that underlies all of life processes. Well, you got to see an actual example of it. And, um, uh, and as you tune into the, the many, many layers of that, mm -hmm. that um, it, it just goes um, uh, to places that that we can't even necessarily imagine, uh -huh. but everybody can see it. And when you're experiencing it, you know that you experience something different. Yeah. Phenomenologically speaking, you feel it in such a, in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately when, uh, you know, when you're the one that's, that's looking to um, solve a problem, resolve a problem, 
um, you know, come to terms with accepting whatever it is that you need to accept, that that's your own personal experience. And that to me is, is uh, I have a phenomenal respect for that. Plus it's something that actually comes from a person real experience and you know something when, when your attention is focused with such level of intensity uh, on something you go into the source of important things plus there is a therapist whose um, attention is also focused on what's yeah. happening. when when you were talking about what happens to me so you were you were incredibly focused on everything that happened to me you were talking about many details and stuff you know mm -hmm. so it's a very so it's an incredible quality of being present uh, with a person who is present with themselves and working on some important issue absolutely and also respecting the audience yeah. is that um, it's really rare that a therapist can point out some of the minimal cues. And that's one of the ways you can really learn to be a better and better therapist. Uh -huh. And also to see that I'm completely relaxed. Uh, I'm not worried about a thing. I know Jan, he's, he's doing all the work. And uh, I'm, I'm here to encourage him but uh, but also like you know being very sensitive to him of when i speak of when i don't speak and and uh, and at it is going to be very very rare that you ever hear me tell a person what to do it's very rare mm -hmm. it happens but it's very rare and, um, and I find that this way of working, that people get to where they want to be, they get to where they need to be faster. Exactly. So thank you for this, for this episode of our podcast. From the state of deeper and deeper experiencing, this was Yandiva and Dr. This Page was another episode of our Experiencing Consciousness podcast. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Jan. You're the best. Be well, be happy, celebrate life.